Uh, hello and welcome to episode six of Anti Follow. Uh, my name is Sam Connington. I'm joined here today with Ethan Sampson. And today we have another special guest. Uh, maybe not as special, but we are joined today with. Uh, oh, I'm very special. No, you're not. Um, Zach Coddington. He is a Bethel alumni and also my sibling, my brother. Dang. You're not yeah. just a sibling, I'm your brother. It stinks of Coddington in here. There's a lot. Yeah. I think that's Ethan. Oh, okay. Well, okay. That's that's true. Th- I'm just trying to say there's a lot of Coddingtons in here, bro. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, today's episode it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a spicy one, and mm. today's episode is, a, of course, as you can probably tell by the title by now, uh, Bethel's Covenant for Life Together. It's a really great covenant, as this group unanimously agrees, right, guys? <coughs> um. Uh, it's okay. What, what, what was the question? You, you like the covenant for Bethel? Oh, I thought you said it like you the asked them. You asked them if you could sign it for life, bro. You got to speak into the mic. Bro. Oh, um, no, I don't like it. Oh, dang, really? Yeah, I am interesting. Somewhat of an agreement. <laughs> Several times. Okay, before before that, Zach, is there anything that you want to say in in uh, in way of introduction for yourself? Um, not really. Well, what do you're you do? so interesting. Yeah, what do you do for uh, a living? I mean, yeah, I work as an, oh yeah, okay, yeah. I work as an educational assistant at a charter school for children with autism. Dang. Um, That's quite quite the job. Quite the job. Some crazy stories, and then I rap on the side. Rap on the side. Oh, I, go, I go by scribe, shoot. I go by scribe with a K. Dang. Maybe we'll have a sample. Wait, like, how do you spell it? Like, S-K-R-I-B-E, scribe. Was that, okay. was that okay. scribed correctly? Or like it's like method maybe like S K R I B E describe. You, you know, yeah, yeah. not no. Nice. No, nah, bro, I don't wear uh, Wu Tang shirts to church at Zach Coddington. No, you wear shoes with Illuminati symbols on them to church. Yeah. My vans, bro. So in more sense, your soul is tarnished. Okay. You know that's a great segue to oh, yeah. this this week's this week's this podcast verse. Mm. This is First uh, Corinthians one eighteen. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Mm. Mm. That's just fire. That's a really good one. I like that one a lot. <laughs> so would you say as anti-folly, your, your podcast is not folly to the unbelievers? I, I'd say very much what our podcast encompasses is folly, folly. to people that, you know, mm. don't adhere to a strict, yeah. like, I, I was. I, I wouldn't was listen joking. to this podcast if I wasn't a believer. No, I, I wouldn't probably think it's boring. Yeah. I'm a believer. And honestly, I don't know about this podcast. Yeah, this guy comes on to the podcast and he's never even listened to. I've sent it to us. you twice, bro. You're my brother, Sam. Okay. Um. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Love you, Sam. Okay, so, Zach. Yeah, let's let's open this off <laughs> with like some starting stances. Kind of like the last time we had a guest, it was I think it was really important that we structure the conversation. I'll start with myself as usual. Um I don't like the covenant. I think it's kind of garbage. Um but I th- I like the idea in a sense, but yeah, I just think it's pretty faulty. Um Ethan, where do you lie on the spectrum for this? Um I think that if people sign it intentionally, that it can be a really good thing. I've had some ex- good experiences with signing covenants that are somewhat like this, somewhat like Bethel's, mm-hmm. that were really, really positive experiences for me. But I also see how it's like 
Well, do does even Bethel really affirm what what the what the covenant says? I don't. I don't. Probably not. So I don't think now. So I don't think they like philosophically affirm it. They still technically follow it in a way, but they don't really. I'm obviously yeah. Next. Yeah. So that's kind of where I would I would say like yes, I think that it's it can be good. I don't know. I'm kind of like on the middle. Really. With it. Yeah. For the I'd, most I'd part, so, actually. Mm-hmm. Especially like out of the three of us, probably. So, yeah. Zach, you and you love you love oh, the the covenant. I, I love not being able to drink when you're of age. Um, I got a verse for that later. Um, no, uh, I'm. I mean, in general, I'm neutral in terms of like, in and of itself, the covenant isn't like, bad. I think that the mm-hmm. motivation, on on why there's a covenant in the first place, um leans towards uh, an ex, um, an appearance-based legalism. And I mean, that is that, like, most of the profs don't abide by any kind of semblance of mm-hmm. it. And, like, the mm-hmm. um, but the the main thing is just that um, the other aspect that I don't agree with and I, I had issues with this, with this is you're basically asking a bunch of, like, for, for PSEO students, you're asking 17-year-olds and 18-year-olds to sign up for basically four years of holding the exact same position on certain things so sure. i think it's easier so like specifically with the issue of alcohol i think it's easier as a 17 year old or 18 year old trying to get into school you want to go to because you want a christian experience and says oh i'm 17 it's like oh i won't drink for like however many years anyway so i'll sign the covenant and like so should our yes be our yes yes mm-hmm. <laughs> the bible tells us to let our yes be yes mm-hmm. and yes be no but i think there's um, yes a sen- no? I mean, yes be yes and a no be no amen um but I, I think there's a sense in which it's there's some arm twisting involved with the covenant. Um, sure. And I was um, I don't remember if it, if it was the first time, but I remember when I was going, it was kind of controversial. There was a couple of of the first um, students that weren't required to sign the covenant to come to the school. Really? So that um, there was like it, um, there was I knew there was an atheist that was in my PSEO group that um, he told me he didn't get assigned. But the first one that was like made the clarion was um, like the one gay student who. Mm-hmm. didn't assign it because they it was against their sexuality, which is, yeah. I, I think it's interesting because the covenant itself, like I, I'd say a decent chunk of it is like pretty solid. Like yeah. don't, don't engage in like adultery, don't engage in all these things. Well, yeah, it used to say don't don't participate in homosexuality. It, it still does. It, oh, it, it still, still does, it's but it's, still, it's up for debate now. So, yeah. well, it's not really up. So it's kind of the point I'm trying to make is like, essentially it's kind of like, it's kind of like the Constitution, what the Constitution is, the Biden administration, in the sense that it's like, here's this good thing, it's getting political. but we don't need to really follow it word for word. Like, Bethel kind of just acknowledges it without actually doing anything about it. Yeah. So, like, they actively defy it. I mean, Pastor Luke, who is actually all three of us, our pastor, not officially Ethan because he's a sinner. He's not he was baptized by pastor. He was baptized. Yeah, bro, come on. Okay, I'll give you I that. was the only one not baptized by our pastor. That's so that true. makes me less of a member yeah, of our that's church. That's works. actually big facts, yeah. honestly. Um, he had a, when we were talking about Bethel, he, he from an outside perspective, a Northwestern graduate, I might add, he, th- he looks at Bethel as being kind of a, a series of contradictions. Who? Like Luke does. Oh, yeah. Like it, and I think that's really reflective in like their stances on everything. It's like, they kind of don't want to mm-hmm. like trigger the liberals and they don't want to trigger the conservatives. So in not yeah. wanting to trigger each radical sect of Christianity, they basically become nothing. They it's deteriorate. Like, because it's like it's like we're, <coughs> we're Baptist, quote unquote, but they let people come in who, like professors that are Anglican 
and all this like all this wide yeah. array of like different denominations to the point where we're just basically Christianity light light. Well, here I'm gonna you know? I'm gonna I don't know if he is Gary Long still the head Yo, of the theology yeah. department. Oh, he well, is. I'm gonna call out the last president because he said in chapel explicitly, word for word, that we do not allow any faculty here who do not affirm the inerrancy and the infallibility of Scripture. He said that in a chapel, in class. Um, Gary Long, the head of the theology department at Bethel, mm-hmm. he boldly talked about how he doesn't believe that the scripture is inerrant. He believes that the Old Testament yeah. is just some collected thoughts and um, ponderings and thought, like the parts where it's not God-breathed. He doesn't believe all of it's God-breathed, but that some parts of the Old Testament are just the thoughts and ideas of of the Jews reflecting their God, but it's not necessarily the word of God itself. And he, um, and I asked Damn. him and he shared me a whole um, dissertation he wrote or essay I don't want to say dissertation. I think that's what it was. It's been several years now. It's like one of those mm-hmm. academic terms. But yeah, a big you know. a big paper where he was specifically attacking the inerrancy of God, saying that Dang. the the Protestant view of the inerrancy of Scripture is like the Muslims, and he clearly does not know Islam very well. No. Um, but um, and he was attacking the the idea of God breathing Scripture that he was actually the one carrying the authors along, like the Holy Spirit says explicitly in Peter. Mm. But my point is, um, my point with bringing up is that there is very many. I, I I was talking about this before the podcast started, but I do believe that the covenant, at least as it stands now, is only maintained as a way of luring in mm-hmm. generic um, generic evangelical, maybe more conservative evangelical parents to send their kids unknowingly. Because I have I have friends who, when they went to Bethel, it was much more conservative. But now mm-hmm. they look they look at it now, and I tell them the stories of what happened when I was even there um, several years ago, or like I said, like it was like more than five, like two years, two or three years ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, they just like that's not the Bethel they came to. But I, I do think the covenant is just there to lure in and make parents feel safe. So like when they see, oh, this is a dry campus, I'm gonna yeah. send my my mm-hmm. unknowing Christian kid there. And then you find out professors don't believe in the gospel, like straight up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not to like, you know, take over the mic too much, but oh, like, no. I think I don't know if I necessarily say it's it's a deliberate attempt at it. I think yeah, I think the place Bethel is in is they're in a very uncomfortable spot with the current culture where, I mean, we're all Calvinists in this room, correct? Mm. They're Arminian, okay? They didn't have a solid foundation to begin with. It's not the room right next to our room. Not the solid, not not a foundation to begin with. There's a Catholic in the room. Um, (laughs) There was not a super solid foundation that that Bethel was founded on, but it was was a decent foundation. Yeah. And with the the culture war, blah, blah, blah. Mm that foundation is deteriorating. And Bethel's kind of in a weird spot where they, in order to survive as an institution, they have to balance staying true to what their institutional beliefs are with survival. And as a Christian institution in 2021, that's super hard to do. Yeah. So I don't know if it's intentional. I mean, I'm sure some of them do it intentionally, but there's a point where this thing is not, this is not a covenant to them anymore. This is just a, an advertisement. This is just something yeah. that we we seek to uphold. That's a nice thing, well, but you, it's like, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, like in the covenant, I know people that did sign the covenant. That like even the part where it says no homosexuality. I mean, it doesn't say no homosexuality. We can maybe pull it up later, but it I, it I, has language that prohibits homosexual relationships from being outwardly expressed on campus. And then you have, um, I mean, I was when I was a student here. I saw like high fac like high member faculties just like. Smiling when they see um, two men holding hands and walking around giving a peck on a cheek on the campus. And so it's mm-hmm. like, um, and so where, where I think the issue is, is that um, this is a case of like, th- there's something Pharisaic, like Bethel probably pr- pride themselves on being the opposite of Pharisees. 
but the whole idea of um, swallowing the gnat, but um, uh, was it? No, straining the gnat, but swallowing the camel. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole idea of where they strain the gnat of like drinking alcohol on campus, like that's a huge sin. And I have a story maybe we can talk about later where I talked to Dean about that part of the covenant because I was off campus um, at the time when I was of age. But um, so they're big on things like dry campus, drug use, like that. But then you have something that in the Bible is listed as is just as like in the listing of like drunkenness, adulterous, um, mm-hmm. homosexuality, homosexuals, like those it's on those lists. They don't bat an eye and they even yeah. affirm and promote yeah. things like Jason Sevenegg and like having the whole prism thing. Like, yeah, um, according mm-hmm. to the, the way that they told me, the deans told me that they would treat someone who's drinking alcohol and they found out they would have, they would treat it like you are basically barely a Christian. You need to be yeah. brought back to Jesus. But then they have whole things where they knowingly just kind of pat practicing homosexuals that call themselves Christians on the back. Yeah. Is there, is there an alcoholic, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous for Bethel? Does well, that, it would be different than that. It wouldn't be an Alcoholics Anonymous. It would be, it would be Alcoholics party. are awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Awesomest. <laughs> I think kind of to transition, Ethan, I don't know. I want to throw this on you, but do you want to, do you want to read the covenant? The whole thing? Or what do you mean? I think not necessarily verbatim, but like um, maybe skim read Don't me just read the, the headings. Read some of the headings and like read some of the ones because there's some stuff about sexuality and some interesting ones. I think it's important if we're going to be talking about a document that we like define the document. That's true. You know what I mean? And it's been a while since I've looked at it. No, I don't look at it. I mean, I'm probably violated. The two times I looked at it were briefly when I was doing my little um, testimony essay online application to Bethel. And Mm -hmm. then the, uh, um, when I uh, was right before I went to talk to the Dean about the fact that I'd been breaking the covenant. Yeah. (laughs) That's another story. All right. right, Well, here's just, yeah, here's some overview things. There's definitely more to it, but uh, we view learning and the pursuit of truth as a special calling. We believe that life is sacred. Pause. Whoa. Yeah, that's not that's what... That's big. There's, oh. some, there's some pretty <laughs> that's big. significant, dare I say, department <clears throat> leaders that openly say in chapel that say abortion this. is okay, but that's yeah. debatable. All right, continuing yeah. on. And people, uh, we believe that life is sacred, and people have worth because they're created in God's image. We believe that our relationships should reflect our connection in the body of Christ. Uh, just don't be a jerk, basically. Uh, we believe our minds and bodies should be used in God-honoring ways. Uh, we have, So <coughs> under that, uh, we promote the health of our bodies, minds, and emotions. We will abstain from illicit or non-medical use of drugs, narcotics, and other substances. We will also abstain from, other, from use or possession of tobacco in any form. Uh, <laughs> we, we view sexuality as one of God's good gifts. We believe that sexual intercourse and other forms of intensely interpersonal sexual activity are reserved for monogamous heterosexual marriage. That's a big one, right? Can there. I also say that the former president also taught explicitly before class that masturbation without lust was okay? So that I'm just putting yeah. that out there. That's a big thing that happened. Yeah. That's on paper. That's um, like that's like something I, I told myself when I was like just became a Christian yeah. just to like justify needing to like let one out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> probably shouldn't have said that over the year, but like, no, uh, we're, okay. So my point being, um, and this is something that I want to bring up later, but, um, sh- before we continue this, let's can yeah. we just give a brief de- definition of what a covenant actually is. Mm-hmm. So covenant is sure, not sure. a contract. So, um, when you sign a contract, you are, you're, you're, it's, it's a one-sided thing. Typically it's one-sided. There's other, there's covenantal aspects that come into a flat contract, but usually it's, a. Uh, you're going to do this. This is this is what you're limited mm-hmm. to doing. Mm-hmm. That's not what a covenant is. A covenant is an agreement between two parties. 
So um, in the Old Testament, it was God and Abraham. In the, um, in the New Covenant, it's God and the, the true offspring of Abraham. <laughs> that's that's whatever. We'll get into, that's a different conversation entirely. But the point being is that's a cov- it's agreement between two parties, and each end has to hold it up. With the covenant with Abraham, it was God's going to give you this, this you're going to inherit this land of your enemy, the mm-hmm. Canaan land, if you circumcise yourself and your children and you obey my laws and my commandments and you follow me. That's Gen- Genesis um, 26, um, verse 1 through 5, talk about how um, about how God fulfills his part of the covenant because it says, because Abraham obeyed my covenant and my command. So it's an agreement. Both parties need to uphold it. If God didn't give him the land after he had done it, he would be unjust. I'm not saying God's unjust because he did give it to him, but like mm-hmm. that's that's why I'm saying it's important when we look through this covenant, we, when we think mm-hmm. about the ways, what are way, is, is Bethel holding up inside of covenant? The covenant's nullified if they don't uphold their part. Because mm-hmm. the, um, as much as, like in one sense, it's saying they'll treat us like Christians and they'll do, they'll, they'll, pers- they'll help us seek education if we uphold these other aspects like keep it using your bodies in pure ways. They're, they're the deal from, maker. They're yeah, the one, and they're the one so offering when they break, the covenant yeah, itself. So, so it's up to them to, to So when you have the president yeah. <laughs> saying that you can and I'm just gonna call it what it is. Masturbation is fornication. He we have a we have the we have a, a, a we have a um yeah. We have <laughs> we have a president of Bethel Former telling president. us that you better not drink alcohol when you're legal, but he's teaching you to literally fornicate as as a mm. good and it's in the health and wellness class. I will I will I will oh, I will not only drink alcohol. Once it's legal, but I will drink alcohol before it's legal because unjust laws <laughs> wait, are meant wait, to be broken. Sam, are wait, you wait, confessing wait, to wait, a crime? No, 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 no. Hear me out. Thomas Jefferson was a saint. Sam, let, you're, we're strained. Let's get back. Let's let's go back to the list. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a covenant is agreement between two parties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. While you're listening to this, there's an emphasis on the fact that it's an agreement between two sure. parties. Both people uphold it. Think about that when you listen to the covenant. I think mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting thing. Because we keep going through the covenant. Yeah, here let me just say one thing on what you were saying. Mm. Just when I I did a gap year program, we signed a covenant, and when I signed that covenant, it wasn't between as much as it was written by, and I was, I had to sign it to be in this gap year program. I it was very clear that this was a covenant between me and God that I was setting mm. these things aside for God, mm. mm-hmm. and this. So far, through the language of this covenant, I think that this is different. Mm-hmm. This is this is we believe these things. We believe yeah. these things, and it's talking about the two parties. Mm-hmm. And so I I do kind of get what you're saying, and I honestly haven't really thought about it that way because mm-hmm. I know for a fact that I, there are profs that drink, and I'm sure do other things. And so it's just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> then they're not really holding up and. I'm assuming they didn't even sign it. Yeah, and that I think, um, I think there's. I'm more so speaking of. Um, I think they are under a different set of guidelines. I know yeah, there's yeah. A, there I'm has not, to be a declaration of. Faith I'm not. I'm not coming after professors. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I just I'm mean, sure they have a different set of rules. Yeah. which which is fine as they yeah. should. But then, yeah. But then, who am I? Who are we entering into covenant with? The institution. Mm-hmm. And so when they make um, so more specifically when they talk about using your body for like that's some so okay that's maybe legit, they, maybe they didn't sign that covenant but sure. If you're yeah, calling yeah, yourself, yeah. We're, we're, it's, it's this idea of we're going to treat each other like we're a Christian community. Yeah. And so um, I would, if that's not entailing the, um, if, if it's like, what is an institution? If not, it's, um, it's broken down parts. It's, it's individual parts that make it up. Like yeah, sure. the building, are we making a covenant with the physical what, what building? Is, yeah. What, what is, what is the institution not, but the yeah. members of the institution itself. No. And I think yeah, that's, that's what, what I was trying to say. 
life together, you know? Okay. Um, we prohibit the possession and use of por- pornographic material. Uh, we valued the wise stewardship of resources. Uh, we, under that, we, pro- we prohibit gambling and vandalism. In addition, we eject, we oh, eject, reject. This is interesting. In addition, we reject <coughs> materialism and harmful exploitation, explo- exploitation of natural resources. I can guarantee that was probably added like in the eighties because of like an influx in hippie Christians, probably. I know. I was like materialism. Why is that in here? But that's biblical. That is a hundred percent biblical. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. I just thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Uh, we believe that maturity calls us calls for us to exercise discretion in our behaviors. Um, we believe that certain forms of leisure, entertainment, and recreation are not congruent with holy living. We will make choices that are consistent with our pursuit of holiness in activities such as theater, dance, and music, or in the use of media and technology such as film, television, radio, and computers. Hmm. Yeah, pretty I, much. That's just, that's pretty much it. That's the whole covenant. Uh, there's a conclusion section that I'm kind of looking there's, over. There's I guess the interesting part is it doesn't it doesn't pers- it doesn't specifically read like a covenant. Um, they ca- I'm I'm calling it, I'm treating it as a covenant because they call it a covenant. Yeah, I think um, that's that's not really. I like the idea, and honestly, I probably differ with you on this sack, but like, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what do you what do you say? Um, probably. well, I'm wrong. Doesn't matter. That's oh, true. I I think. The idea of like a dry campus is a good idea. I, I think, especially when you look at like like the U of M and like state schools <laughs> or like St. Thomas or you know schools like that, there definitely is a drinking culture and and for and for an institution that wants to set itself apart from culture and especially one that wants to take education and stuff like that seriously, having an agreement of sorts. Mm-hmm to uphold is good, but I, I think they might take it to a legalistic extent. Okay. Possibly. Mm-hmm. So now, now we're moving from the, the aspect of discussing the co- uh, covenant in specific. Now we're debating the idea. Is the covenant even a good idea? That's a part of the yeah. general question. Yeah. yeah. General, so, you know, so you know, on, on that you know. specific response, I would first re- respond that in the same way that it's not guns don't kill people, people kill people. Alcohol doesn't get people drunk. People yeah. get drunk. So I, I would say that the the reason that those the, those drinking cultures exist isn't just because they're not dry campuses. It's because they have drunkards and, and it, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't it doesn't even seek to have believers coming to it. I'm not saying that um, either. I'm I'm, be, yeah. I'm just saying that like yeah they want to maintain this place where like mm-hmm. at the be- to the best and and to be to be quite frank. Bethel does a pretty good job of maintaining yeah. a dry campus. Eh. Well, I would say two things. Not when I was two things. But one, cons- one is comparatively that, though. One is that they, <laughs> when you claim when you're well, one thing is the covenant should just say we don't allow alcohol on campus. Then yeah, but that's not what it says. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's so it's. it's ambiguous. I like what you said, where it's like it's becoming more legalistic, where it's saying. We prohibit the use of this it just in general. Yeah. And then also yeah. then also um then they should be I totally lost my second thing. Oh no. It, it gives the it gives the appearance <laughs> of of oh this is a dry campus. And yeah. I think for the most part that's true, but it just means that people hide it. Like, yeah. Like I think we all know people that have had that that have been drunk on campus yeah. or something like yeah. of of that, and so it just gives us illusion of set apartness and etc. Yeah, I, 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 I want to hop back too. Um, so I do want to press back against the notion that having a dry campus is even okay. So let me distinguish between dry campus 
and prohibiting your people from ever drinking alcohol because that's what they do at Bethel. They don't just say you can't have alcohol on the premise of Bethel. Yep. They actually yep. extend that to your day-to-day life, your personal free liberties as a Christian off Whoa. campus. And now, okay, they get you sign the covenant. So mm-hmm. if you have that ability to sign the covenant, that's that's understandable and mm-hmm. that makes it more so that it so we're um the question I'm I'm trying to explain is is it even good is it good for um is not whether or not that's just or unjust of them, but is it good or even mm-hmm. and does it actually help anything for them to to, to get people to say they're not gonna drink? And I would say no mm-hmm. because they're aligning themselves against the wisdom of scripture. And I'm this is where I'm gonna pull my Bible verse. <laughs> I'm gonna um the, Christians okay. should drink alcohol and have good strong drink and have good feasts and enjoy and dare say mm-hmm. at some point when it's legal partake of the 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 cannabis that there's like other other things there's other good things that Christians can partake of without sinning and without losing sober mindedness mm-hmm. when I say drink I don't mean get drunk yeah um, um, I mean drink the the Bible says very explicitly um so I'm quoting from Ecclesiastes 3 um I perceived that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. Two things. One, sure, it doesn't say drink strong drink or drink alcohol. It is very implicit in the text. Um, I would even say that typologically the way that we study scripture from a um, Christ-centric lens, Mm -hmm. when it mentions eating and drinking, it's usually referencing feasts involving bread and wine. That's the language of the new mm. covenant. That's yeah. hidden all throughout scripture. Strong drink. Um, what I'm, the point here, though, the importance here is that it says that eating and drinking, strong drink, and eating good food and taking pleasure in all of our toil, this is God's gift to man. Mm. So is it good or is it is it outwardly godly to say you can't drink alcohol even if you're of legal age and you're not in anyone that might stumble by it? Is, mm. is, by, is requiring those people in those contexts to not drink alcohol good or bad? I would say it's depriving them of God-given liberty and, as the Bible says, a God-given gift. Mm. So, so it's not biblically wise. Yeah, it's it's just, um, I mean, the Bible, warn, the Bible warns against people who forbid things that are not biblical. Like, it, I mean, it talks about those who forbid marriage and those who forbid sure. certain meats. And so um, for people that are that think that they're wise by saying you can't drink alcohol, that's not wisdom. So for, for saying that you you're the weaker wanna, brother. Yeah, yeah. You're, um, it, it's, so R.C. Sproul calls this thing the tyranny of the weaker brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I just yeah, saw that on YouTube. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's, that's a really. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up that. Yeah, it's it, like, I think in general, like, I don't want to say the abstinence movement, but the what's it called? The this is like one of the classic things you can blame feminists for. It was the <laughs> you can blame feminists for a lot, a lot of things, but it's specifically alcohol, especially specifically alcohol. So, just kidding. Okay, yeah. Um, well, what, what was what's it called? The out the anti-alcohol. I'm, I'm against women's suffrage. I don't want women to suffer. You know, that's that's big facts. I'm single, by the way. You need to know your terms, bro. <laughs> uh, what are you saying, Sam? You're talking about like in the in the 30s or whatever? in like the 30s and like the, 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 the prohibition. 18th. Prohibition. Oh, oh. that's that's relevant. Said, so prohibition, said, yeah. like, yeah. and that that uh, before it, we go before we go on this route, there is a distinction between the government saying you cannot do these things without even agreeing to it. Mm-hmm. Versus, we we are submitting yourselves to Bethel when we sign the covenant. Yeah, and we're yeah. to submit so, to governing authority, Zach. Um, depends on the context. I mean, Amen. It's absolutely correct. Paul didn't submit to the Jewish authorities when they were trying to have him stoned. He appealed to a different governing governing body. It's true. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so the um, prohibition movement. I mean, at its beginning, I think we could argue was 
at least attempting to do something good. I mean, there's an epidemic of wife beating, stuff relating to terrible fathers, terrible fathers, <coughs> drunkenness. There's a lot of societal issues stemming from alcoholism. Yes. Mm. But they sought to solve that by doing what any good tyrannical person does and just ban it outright. And did it work? It's <laughs> great. Did it work? Ask Al Capone. Hey, Ethan. Ask Al Capone if it works. Stop worked. sinning or I'll shoot you. <laughs> it's, oh, that's really going to give me to stop, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some Jokes on you, he wants to die. Um. Anyways, that wow. was a suicide joke. I'm so sorry. Anyways. That was surprisingly not the worst thing you've said so far. That's 100% correct. Anyways, ask Al Capone. It doesn't work. And I think, in a sense... He's dead, Sam. He is, he's dead, yeah. I can't um, ask him. R.I.P. R.I.P. Al Capone. Free my boy. He did nothing wrong. Um, <laughs> rest in purgatory for all my Catholics. Continue. Like, it comes from a good place. I think a lot of the ideas for, like, hey, don't drink alcohol mm. when you're in college. For a lot of people, that's probably a good idea. Like, <coughs> if you go, like, to Dinky Town, it's probably a good idea if you don't drink alcohol in your college. You should probably focus on studying. But the way they go about it by just being like, you can't have alcohol is and, maybe not yeah. the best method and, possible. And, and even I'm, I'm even want to be careful with the language of saying you can't drink alcohol to saying like at least have the nuance of you can't drink alcohol if you want to be here. So mm-hmm. there it is an exchange. There is an agreement. There's an exchange. Um, and I think we're just arguing whether or not. Yeah. I'm not saying like they, they are within their yeah. right to do that and require that. I'm just saying, is it necessarily the best route? No. And especially when you look at things like like homosexuality, like the idea mm-hmm. that all all life is like these are vastly more important issues. Yeah. The fact that life matters, the fact that mm-hmm. you know sexual purity, those are very significant issues, and those are ones that because it's popular in, yeah. in the wider culture to not support those things. Yeah, it's suddenly okay mm-hmm. at Bethel to believe those things versus yeah. alcohol. Like that stuff is like, mm-hmm. oh, it's just their weird Christian thing. It's so yeah, what, not what you're kind of saying, and what what I would agree with here is that. So we, we've, I mean, I've definitely been harping pretty hard on what it, um, um, been, been harping pretty hard on what the covenant does not allow, or like the the parts of the covenant where it contradicts. Like, what's bad about the covenant? What I think is bad about mm-hmm. the covenant, and I would put this in a more succinct statement, is the problems of the covenant covenant arise when it is putting expectations on Christians or asking Christians to submit to expectations that are not explicitly aligned with scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So things like drinking, I've, I've shown like that the principle of enjoying drink and I would even say like recreate, like the idea of, I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to have, this isn't a legalized marijuana podcast. Um, I'd love to be on that one, but um, no, the, it, we're not, never. we're not just, <laughs> we're not, um, uh, I'm never coming back. Um, <laughs> it's gone. Um, Good. Because I said cannabis on Bethel podcast i'm never coming back um my point being is so th- those are the negative aspects about it i think some of the positive things about it so i affirm the covenant where i think it is wise for a christian if they're if this we're assuming this is an absolute christian institution institution it is wise to have some kind of agreement for people to live you're saying hey we're not going to let you um fornicate on our premise if we catch you doing that we will kick you off and that's something that we will Absolutely, rightly yeah yeah so like it's good for, for sure. that if we catch you practicing homosexuality if you practice murder if, like if you practice any like <laughs> even the sins that are not legally punishable that are severe enough and, and, and so this is where it is um where um if it was being applied for stuff like that i would i would really really um affirm and encourage that because so like um let me know when it's a good time for me to talk about the story where i talked to the dean mm-hmm. yeah, um, i don't sure. remember her name um but that, that comes into play because um the my my conceptions about the covenant are not necessarily entirely formed by the actual written 
document but the conversation i had with the dean saying hey what's the nature of this covenant yeah what what sure. like in, in the enforcement because uh, that's the, the work the application that's of the it. work of a covenant is yeah is you actually like how you apply and so the way that she yeah. made it um, i don't remember her name and so um and i, I don't even find her name i don't know the, um, the way that she con- conducted herself i wouldn't want to name her because i, I think she, she just made it uh, i think her views on things were wrong and i think she was trying i think that i think that um the the people here kind of want to treat themselves as pastors um, like the, um, sure. and because all I'm saying is when I brought up to her, so at this, I'll, I'll tell the story. Yeah. I'll dive into it. Just going. So, yeah. um, during my last year at Bethel, I was living, um, with other Christians off campus, not in a Bethel owned place. We were completely off campus. And so, um, and at that point I was 21 going 22 and I, I like, why can't I drink? Like, and I, I really, I wrestled with the fact like, okay, I did this, I signed this covenant and I, I think that um, I think I, I will admit to that I did drink alcohol under the covenant um, when I did not have a clean conscience on it. So I tried alcohol and I drank it. And I, I would say that I was in sin because I was not in good conscience about it. And it was mm-hmm. just, oh, I want to drink alcohol. Yeah. Um, so I'm not I'm not claiming to have done any of that perfectly um, or have or to even stand like <laughs> perfect in this whole issue. But after that, I, I grew conflicted of this idea and talking to other people at my church and stuff. Um, I grew conflicted of like, okay, I, I, I did sign on here that this is, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to mm-hmm. drink alcohol while I'm a, I'm a student here. So my, my mindset is, okay, I'm going to go talk to a dean and see if there's a way for me to unsign the covenant. Is there a way for me to like say, hey, by the way, I've changed this. And so I went to a dean, um, don't remember her name. Um, I asked to, to meet with them and um, I'm going to try to do the best I can to recount the conversation. Um, but um, basically, I just kind of said, like, hey, can you explain the nature of the covenant? Like, um, what what are the terms of the covenant? Like, if I do, like, what 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 happens if someone breaks the covenant? What's the mm-hmm. steps that are taken? And so I kind of viewed it as in, like, okay, the covenant isn't purely just I'm not going to do this, but it's like we're going to um, – the way that she communicated to me was that the covenant is more so – we're agreeing that if you do this, then we're agreeing to help correct you in that in that sin issue. Mm-hmm. And she she treated me drinking alcohol as a sin. She, um, her first reaction was to say like, "Oh, well, you shouldn't be drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, you shouldn't drink because it's not good for your academics and it's um it's it's bad lifestyle choice. It's not healthy and it's just not. It's gonna. Um, it's and I think gonna, that's consistent with the stories I've heard of other people. Um, from my experience. Yeah, and I would I would I would want to know the um, spiritual fortitude of that person or the spiritual maturity of the person because I think a, a mature Christian. I don't think drinking alcohol is going to make them not studious. Some of the the the, the strongest. No, Christians, I'm saying no. I'm, I'm talking about the application where, like, I had a friend who was a non-Christian friend mm. who got caught drunk on multiple occasions. Oh, and, and they, they, they and, tried to have and an intervention. They, they had that intervention with. Oh, them, okay. I thought you which were I think else. that's yeah, a yeah. that's a rightful intervention. Yeah. yeah. But the way they went about it was not by enforcing the covenant. Yeah. They went about it by trying to pastorally. How yeah. you adhere well, to the so, covenant? So, the what I got from which the is conversation, consistent with what yeah. your story is. Yeah, yeah. So um, I thought you were going a different route. So no. maybe scrap the last ten seconds of what I was saying. Yeah, we'll just, we'll just cut um, it out. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, the I post. don't know how to do that. Bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you're getting the raw, uncut, um, unfiltered, the, bro. <laughs> oh, I'm very unfiltered. Protection. Um, no, the 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 thing that um, so the way the conversation was going is I was kind of just basically asking, okay, why is it there? Um, is there a way for me to unsign? She says, no, you signed it, so you can't unsign it. And I was like, well, you had, and I, I brought up, you have people that signed it practicing homosexuality, and as an institution, you're not correcting that behavior. 
and you're even making steps to affirm it. So well, why that can't that means they're breaking the covenant? Yeah, and the institution is in sin. Yeah, and so I, I, I actually brought that up with her. Um, sorry, I'm getting a little out. I, no, I brought that up good. with her, and I, I brought that up, and I said, why aren't you confronting these people? Why are you focusing on this? Um, and then um, I don't, I honestly don't remember her response. I think she kind of just kept. She, I think she kind of sidestepped it a little bit. Um, Which like you have no other yeah. option to do that. Yeah. In that situation. Um, no, and and so and she kept. I think she almost made out um, alcohol to me more. I don't. I'm not gonna. That, I don't remember what happened at this point. But um, after that kind of conversation got wrapped up in some of the more heated part of the debate, she started kind of saying like, "Well, if we catch you doing this, we're going to have a talk." And it's like, "Well, I'm off campus." And I was like mm. saying like, um, my 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 point of contention was I really wanted to know what their spirit was behind it because. Um, here's the other thing. Um, if their spirit was because they actually believe alcohol is sinful, and that's kind of what the dean was kind of making it seem like, sure, um, is that she thought I was sinning by potentially drinking alcohol. At that point, um, I even brought this up with her. It's like, well, it's what it, what it sounds like is that drinking alcohol is a sin to you, and like you're treating it as though it's something that you can never do with a good conscience. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, even if I signed this covenant, I signed a covenant that was written with sinful intentions. Like that is a mm. sinful theology. So a theology that that makes out those things to be evil, that, are, be not, wrong, that are, are not evil, which are good. So so at that point, um, at that point, I started having questions, and I was like saying like, well, another issue is like I was an immature Christian when I signed this covenant, and I have theology that actually thinks that it's it's wrong to make Christians mm-hmm. not drink alcohol, and so it's like I'm under this covenant that before I was a Christian, mm-hmm. that's not a good. I I wouldn't use that if as you're, a if main you're, argument. If you're listening anything. to this podcast, yeah. No one's listening. To yeah, it's true. But, yeah. but if you happen to be listening to this podcast, you're of age and you're wrestling with, is it okay for me to drink alcohol when I'm off campus and no one sees it and, and I'm doing it? Do not let your argument be simply, oh, I d- disagree than how I was when I signed it. That's not yeah. a good That's not a good conviction. My conviction, my the reason I felt like I cleared is I kind of just told her, I was like, oh, well, there's no way for me to formally do it. It's like, well, I'm, I'm opting out. But I'm, I really want to do I'm off campus. And, you, and I told her. <laughs> but what I what I basically told her is that like okay I'm accepting she's I asked her what, so the way I I kind of did is I asked her what are the what would happen like what would what would the what would what are you agreeing to do what and your side of the covenant what are you guys agreeing to do if I violate my end of the covenant in terms of drinking alcohol and they said oh well like you said they'll have the intervention they'll come by he's like okay and I told her. I'm okay with those terms. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Yeah. And so, and I kind of told her that. And I Straight said, like, savage. I kind of, well, no, I, I just kind of, I left it with her making it very clear that I intended to drink because I didn't, um, at that point, mm-hmm. um, and, and okay, she was a dean. She doesn't speak, I don't know, I wouldn't say that she speaks 100% authoritatively for the institution. She's just a dean. Not a, uh, <laughs> yeah, just a dean. But my point, my point is that, um, yeah. my point being is that the way that she articulated the um, the the covenant and the way she articulated why I needed to abide by it, um, in the moment I felt it was like, no, you're actually trying to tell me, you're trying to compel me to that this is sin, and by you saying that this is sin, I think you're actually sinning because you're you're directly violating the words of scripture. Like God calls drink good and a good gift to man, um, and so I don't like that you're you're prohibiting something by by like legalistic stuff and you're trying to act like you are my pastor in my life. Um, and I kind of just told her that, yeah, I'm not going to abide by this and my conscience is free mm-hmm. and like, um, I, I don't sign and, and people, and I'm okay. People disagree with what I did. My conscience is on the issue is fine. Um, I'm not, I don't want others to just use that as their argument. Like, I think if you're going to break the, the covenant, I think you probably should talk to the Dean and you should, um, should have a principled reason. It shouldn't just be because you want to have alcohol. Yeah. Like it like shouldn't be, it shouldn't sure. be, um, and, and it shouldn't be for those reasons, um, 
and like I said, um, I like I said, I went there. The earlier times that I did drink, I did break the covenant with an unclean heart, where like mm-hmm. or an unclean conscience, where I just was just like, well, everyone else is drinking alcohol. Um, so I do want to discourage that type of just <laughs> lawlessness of just yeah. like I'm gonna do what I want to do. Yeah. Um, Interesting, you you bring up the, the yeah. law right now. So actually, just <coughs> preceding the section that's living a biblical lifestyle, which is where we get all this stuff about alcohol, sexuality, yeah. all that from. And that's the, the other last, issue is that it talks about it as a biblical lifestyle. That's the so, language that is yeah, from and it, it talks about right before that. Literally, the last sentence before it goes into that, it says the Bible condemns legalistic rule keeping mm. it emphasizes loving relationships and pure motives and living out these rules so their interpretation is we're going to have legalistic views but we're going to be nice about it and well, we're going to we're going to do so it out of we're going to we're going to yeah yeah maybe you guys of, have heard it this way mm-hmm. i've always i've heard this from multiple multiple faculty members that the covenant is a how do they say it an agreement for life together no no it's uh oh my gosh i can't believe i just forgot it it's like, it's what we're going for. <coughs> oh, what's that word? It's like, basically, we're trying, you know, everyone's trying to keep the covenant. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's not the same as like breaking an actual rule. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know this I is mean? like. Aspirational. That's aspirational. the word. Yeah. It's, it's an like, aspirational document. It's like is a what, mission. Is what I've heard it's like a many statement. times. Yeah. And so it's like, well, we're trying to do this, but if it doesn't happen, that's okay. Yeah. And there'll be some. Which isn't, that's not a covenant. So then oh, it's not. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the interesting thing is then, yeah, you're not really treating it like mm-hmm. a covenant. You're treating it as like this, like. Guiding set of principles. Guiding set of principles, yeah. which you don't actually adhere to, to the, in, a, in yeah. the way that you would to an actual guiding set of principles. Yeah. Well, yeah. so, I mean, um, yeah. And, and I think the the interesting thing is that I, I, we probably should have had an answer for this. I mean, it's more on you guys. I was called last minute. Um, we should have an answer whether or not the faculty actually have to sign the covenant or have a form of the covenant that they sign. They have a form, but it's not the same. Okay, I'm, I can I can tell you. That I think it would be I think it would be really really helpful to find that covenant and just look at the larger paperwork involved with signing the covenant and like because um, like I said um, when I was talking to the dean I did mention this earlier but I did bring up the specific point that a covenant is agreement between two parties that if party A does this party B will do this and I basically asked that's what that's how I asked them what happens if I don't uphold if I do the thing that if I do the opposite of the covenant yeah. and um, and that's that yeah that that that's I told that story so I'm not going to go down that route no so actually this is interesting <coughs> assuming this is Bethel University our Bethel not the one in Tennessee oh and and I do want to say I don't think the way that the covenant is written is actually a covenant I think it's just a general statement of how you intend to conduct yourself when you come. Um, it's not, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't list, it, it's not like any covenant in the Bible, at least, or any covenant mm-hmm. in the human world. It's just, um, it's a one-sided agreement of things, and that's not what, um, so, what I mean, covenant I, is. Yeah, it's like one of those funny things. I think, I think we'd all be fine with it if it was just, hey, click if you are, like, cool with these principles. Click a check bar. Yeah, and that's how I, or something. that's how I took it when I was. And, yeah, I think that's how most people take yeah, that's that. that's how I took it as well. Mm-hmm. But, like, just. <laughs> yeah, the language of covenant's very strong, and I just remember being, because I had already signed a covenant that was a lot more strict and legalistic in a way, I, just le- and legalistic, I <coughs> looked at it, and I read, I read over it, and I knew that that's what I was entering into. I, didn't, I thought I was going to sign it every year. I'm actually surprised you only sign it once. That is actually really surprising. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, well... 
what if you no change one, your theology? Yeah, what if you change your theology? No one remembers signing. I don't remember signing it. I mean, I do, but I have a good. Memory. I mean, I, yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, I didn't even sign it though. I just typed my type my name. Well, I didn't. Hit. I didn't know I was gonna go here. Like I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna do PSCO, so I'm just gonna sign this. I, did, I mean, that was. I mean, that wasn't yep. quite the same for me, but um, yeah. No, exactly. It's I so yeah. it's like so, yeah, it's an aspirational thing. Oh, anyways, I kind of see it as like a a, a twofold issue. I feel like is one, it's not a well written document. No. <laughs> And two, not even a covenant. <laughs> and, and two, it could it had the chance to be a really great thing. <coughs> yeah, but I think Bethel well, it probably was. Well, so it, it, was it had the part. chance. That's the thing. It had it had but like the, the chance. twofold the twofold thing is um fucking like I kind of going back. I, I say this in previous episodes, but like we you guys have previous episodes. Yeah, you should probably <laughs> listen to them too. Oh. <laughs> As anyone else listening, this is episode six. There are five wow. preceding episodes. Wow. Anyways, whole library, whole library, could get canceled Cinco like six times now. Ooh. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I think, as I always say, it's a lot of the issue comes around like financial aid systems that we have and the fact that we accept federal funding mm-hmm. because we literally like there's no way Bethel could actually enforce the covenant yeah. without Biden or the the federal government coming in and be like hold up <laughs> hold up you're not letting gay people learn at your school you're not letting you know like not a chance well and there there is an exception yeah. that was allowed under it but it's not a very strong exception mm. and i don't think Bethel or any institution wants to test that because they make yeah. an overwhelming because how expensive it, it is to come here. <coughs> they make an overwhelming amount of money through the federal aid programs and yeah. getting money from the federal government. Yeah. So they have their hands tied and to top that off with the, as we've described, a kind of whittling foundation that's not a strong base anymore. It's really at the whims of the culture to the point where it's just a pseudo-Christian community. So this is my wider critique of Bethel and the Bethel culture, but I think that really applies to the issue with the covenant is because yeah. like they can't enforce it. Mm-hmm. They can't actually be an enforceable covenant. Well, yeah, I think um, I think a way that they could not enforce it, but so um, what I was kind of getting at earlier, I'm, I need to get close to the mic, do I? You need to you're basically gonna, be um, kissing it. Really? Like you should be, you should be this. Have close. I been quiet okay, this whole time? Okay. No, no, you're good. Okay, you're, you're we'll good. fix it in post, bro. At least <laughs> I hope so. Okay, <laughs> well, I'll just be my normal loud self, and that'll help. Um, so if anything, it's probably easier to mute me than it is to make me. Oh, I can fun. do that. Oh, oh, me too. Oh, no, please don't. Yeah. Just, just make your point. Hey, I can mute okay. him. <laughs> um, okay, so um, you hear something? What? <laughs> good one. Um, I'm gazing into Ethan's eyes as we speak. It's true. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think if we were to look at like holistically what Bethel was going for, or what, what maybe and this is this is people can disagree with me. It, what might be wise if a Christian institution was trying to really teach Christian greater um, higher education mm-hmm. and and really striving to um, not necessarily act as the church, but act in conjunction with local churches. Yep. Um, I think they would have good, um, better relationships than just like a, a um, like a year or whatever many, however annually it is, um, uh, church fair. But like, like they, they could. <laughs> so hypothetically, if they knew a member was, um, I mean, they could do things like require church membership um, uh, of, of people that are coming here or like say you have to be in, a church, and I, I think that that would be even adjust. But I don't know if they could do that with the federal aid issue. 
Well, they can't do – well, I mean, sure. You know what I mean? Because they get federal funding. Then they don't, then don't get federal funding. Which is um, – that's what my yeah, point and is. Yeah, and like – I'd say you can't be federally funded and truly um, an institution explicitly for the glory of God. I mean, you can, well, but like, like you, you're going to have – that, 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 Rubber is going to meet the much. road. That's, I yeah. think what you mean is at some, at some point – You're going to have to – You're going to have to – Yeah. You're going to have to detach. Yep. Because um, it's not so gonna last forever. That's that's more mm-hmm. more what I meant is like yeah. um and and I think it's probably the pressure Bethel is facing now as they're losing money, um because I mean uh we were pretty I mean okay this might has changed but like when when the last year I was here I heard things about them being crazy in debt. Well, um, I th- that's why they brought in Ross. Yeah. Oh, maybe of, he's like an accountant and stuff. He's boss, very, boss Ross. Boss yeah. Ross. Yeah. Yeah. He knows what's up, bro. He's bringing us back to yeah. glory. I must say with. Make Bethel not, great again. Not, having not heard <laughs> oh, Ross geez. speak very much, I much prefer Ross to the previous Jay Barnes. And okay. from my general hearing is Jay Barnes was kind of unpopular amongst the faculty compared to Ross. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but um, back to what I was saying about like what, so let's say that the covenant was perfect. Um, I think what it would, what it would want to limit itself to is um, basically listing. I, I, I think in principle, it should look very similar to many, um, I mean, not all churches have this, and not all church, it's not a biblical mandate, but um, it's very similar to church membership vows, um, and vows you take there are certain things, or sure. like you're submitting to like not the discipline of the school, but the discipline within the authority they're given. Like they, when you live on campus or you are receiving education from the institution, they have the authority over you to fail your grades, mm-hmm. to expel you, to no longer teach you, and to no longer um, provide housing for you. And so um, if there's a kind of covenant agreement, I think a better covenant agreement would look like those things like, hey, you can only live on campus um, if you're doing these things. And then and then they have steps for um, reconciliation. They love that word reconciliation here. <laughs> but if you um, if they if they wanted to have like kind of reconciliation, then having ways of reaching out to them before they like don't just, oh, you 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 um, you you uh, gave into a sin that we've listed of things that you shouldn't do here. Like they're more serious. Like, oh, you you lied on a test or you um mm-hmm. or or well, maybe that's, maybe that's even in maybe yeah maybe you even did give in to the sin of fornication like the first thing wouldn't be oh you're out it's it's more so hey let's get you connected to a local church if you're not connected let's talk to you and like let's share the gospel with you like if that's mm-hmm. if their aim is to be truth seekers and to glorify christ through all you do having connections like that and so um and the other thing is i think the covenants need to be written in a way where if you're if your aim is to be a christian academic no it could be Christian, like maybe, maybe, maybe your goal is like we want to have a normal school that allows anyone to come. They can be any religion. They can be Hindu. They can. They we the 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 thing is we're going to teach Christ from our classes, mm-hmm. but they have open enrollment. Um, Which that I, would be that's a that's a cool idea. That's actually a really cool idea. And I've, yeah, I've heard. Some. But but then say if you're going to live, but you can't practice your religion on our campus on our campus ground. You can't if you're going to live here. You can't do those things. Um, I think that that would be a righteous thing because I think that within your authority, it is very important that under your authority you. Uh, I'm I'm going off on a tangent, so I'm not going to go there. Um, if you start a tangent, you you got to finish it. That's the rule of the podcast, bro. Um, I don't even remember what I was going with that, man. All right, fair enough. Well, maybe to bring us back a little bit, <laughs> uh, it says it says in the covenant, kind of that first thing, the first first heading, uh, we view learning the pursuit of truth as a special calling, and then under that. <laughs> We will not tolerate plagiarism or mm-hmm. other forms of academic dishonesty. And they talk. It says also we commit ourselves to integrity, excellence, co- uh, consideration of different points of view. And mm. I can't read that word, so I'm gonna not read it. Um, it's Bethel's failing. Those you. are those are good. Collegiately, 
in all of our academic work. Yeah, that was the word I was like. Uh, I don't think. Well, I, can I mean, say it's that. all. That's, it's, so that's all. That's yeah. all good. That's fine. That's, yeah. that's totally good. And I mean, that, those are commandment based. There. Those are commandment based. Sure. Thou shalt not steal and thou shalt not lie. Yeah, so it's saying intellectual property. It's and it's and it's taking it's taking those commandments and it's saying, as an institution, this is how we can enact those mm-hmm. and keep you from, you know, we're not going to stand if you're gonna if you're gonna take something that's not yours and say that it's your own. Yeah. Or if you're going to lie about something, any form of academic dishonesty in that way, we're not going to stand for that because of the principles of the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. So then there's all kinds of good things. That, so I think there's I think, all kinds of good things in there like that. Mm-hmm. But then the enforcement of it is also pretty bad Yeah. as far as homosexuality and et cetera. Exactly. I think, I think the way that if we were to improve the covenant, there's two things that need to happen. Um, three. So the first is to strip it of anything that is not explicitly condemned in scripture. Mm. Um, uh, cause that just strengthens yeah. the document. Well, there's or, no, there's no like, or limit it. Apply. Yeah. Or limit it to, um, the campus, like being on campus. So maybe, maybe extend its, um, maybe minimize its reach. Like they can't dictate what you do when you're at home on holiday break. So like I can kiss Ethan. We're not outside of the Bethel dude. gates, right? I don't consent. My my point, um, <laughs> my point is maybe limit the, the the scope of the authority that they're trying to influence on them yep. and keep it on when you're on premises here. Um, the institution has power yeah. within the institution, not outside of it. Yeah, and that, I think that's I think, that way. I think that's a weird aspect of the covenant. Um, yeah. But the other thing would be to um to the so stripping away things that are um so minimizing the minimizing the reach, stripping away anything that is not biblically condemned. So like like the al- taking away the alcohol, the the recreational stuff. Um. Because I think that one's funny because I guarantee you every single student, we, so they said, okay, what do they say? No recreational use of drugs, right? Yep. Or does it say only illegal? Does it say legally um, explicit? Let me, let me pull it if it just says here. drugs. Uh, we will abstain from illicit or non-medical use of oh, drugs. Oh, Narcotics and any other substances. I'm going to, I'm going to, so I'm going to do one of those boom roasted for the entirety of Bethel. They have a store on Bethel that promotes and sells drugs. For non-medical use, they have a coffee shop, dude. Oh my! Is yeah, caffeine not but it's a not, drug? It's not illicit, bro. It, no, it, it says, says illicit, illicit or recreational, or not. Yeah, or non-medical. So well, that's fair. That's if they're fair. not using it medically, you got me there, chief. My my mom. I, has, I know that's I know that's a minor no. that's a minor thing, but the, on paper, they they have a store. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just to emphasize, uh, our mom has a like one of those like decorations in the kitchen that says coffee is a drug. So, so it must be true. It must be true. My, my, that, that's, that's a, that, that, that is not a statement argument to die on. It, it, it does, it, it just does highlight mm-hmm. the, the inaccuracy or the, um, the uh, looseness of the language well, of the covenant. Caffeine is societally acceptable. Yeah. For, <laughs> and so is homosexuality. So they're changing that. Which is exactly well, the point. Yeah. That we were that's making so, so, yeah. Um, and, and coffee should be societally um, accepted and homosexuality no. should not. Let's just, we're not putting homosexuality and coffee on the same. <laughs> let's just <laughs> let it be known. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, so that those are the those are I think those are three things. I think I'm going four. I'm not good. I can't count. I don't know today's math. I I don't know, man. Um, but um, the the point the the other aspect would be honing in on some things that um, really influence of like not so don't say oh you must have right theology to be here. Yep. I don't mean that, but I mean some some kind of thing in the covenant that promotes doctrinal purity and it specifically with the gospel. Because um, yep. the, the one issue that I had, and this, and this a covenant that, and I think the covenant should extend to all members 
And that's why I think that um, there shouldn't be things like alcohol because part of the reason why they probably have a different covenant for faculty is like, of course they know they can't keep like 40-year-old male professors yeah. from going to the bar. I like, literally hear, stories, life in their employment. That's I hear stories about like professors that go to trivia night at bars just so <laughs> they can beat everyone, which I think is hilarious. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but um, but there should be some kind of covenant that maintains doctrinal purity because like doctrinal purity because um, I think a big issue that I had is like, and, and this was night. This was my night. Um, in night, um, I was naive as a new Christian, but I was really surprised when I realized that oh, not all the professors at Bethel even uphold a form of like a real, like orthodox form of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Like they don't even pretend to be orthodox. They say the Bible's not the word of it's not sufficient. Um, uh, they get into like oh, evolution is great and true, and we we all came from monkeys, and uh, people who don't believe that are idiots. Meanwhile, you have people. I'm not going to name names, but. Um, there are professors here that are very like they're in the science departments that are staunch six day creationists, and mm-hmm. then you it's only until you get to the head of the theology department that you get super liberal like oh that doesn't line up with the science. But there's a professor here who has a fossil that will point to that fossil. This is why I believe in in six day creationism. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, yeah. Um. Uh. The um. The the main the main the main point is that yeah you have people like that and like there I'm not going to name names and I've heard some good stories that maybe this um, professor has recanted, but I had, so to really get it out there, things like just the gospel is allowed to be completely misled and, and just slandered mm-hmm. in from the chapel. So we had, um, there was a professor here who I asked him after, do you believe that Jesus Christ on the cross bore the wrath of God for the sins of the people that he's saving? Like, do you believe that he bore the sins, our sins on the cross and was slaughtered by the father for our sins? Penal substitutionary atonement. That's the fancy word for that. Mm-hmm. And this professor said, absolutely not. I do not believe that. That is cosmic child abuse for God the Father to punish his own son on the cross. You know who else says that? Who? People in the New Age movement. Well, that's actually, that's Richard, um, not Richard Dawkins. That's, um, what's his name? There was that one really grumpy atheist. Um, uh, Christopher Hitchens. Chris, that, that, so that quote specifically. Also my favorite Hitchens. atheist. That dude destroyed yeah. Mother Teresa <laughs> after she died. Actually, no, he did well. He this is getting weird. Okay. okay um, <laughs> my, Dude, my, point, my, my, <laughs> my point being that um, you're, you're already we already have an institution where you can teach explicitly as a theologian. I mean, like I said, Gary um, Gary Long, like the like the, the the head of the theology department here is not a Christian. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not. I don't say this with a harsh attitude or like I want him to be saved. I want him to believe mm-hmm. the truth of mm-hmm. the inerrancy of the Scripture, and I want him to believe. Um, Second Timothy three sixteen that it is all God breathed and like I want to be saved but like they allow a he- the head of the theology department the place where they're supposed to, they're they're actually teaching theology to teach things like that to teach that um, teach in his class on um, sex on human sexuality according to the Bible that Joseph was a pedophile he talks like that and and like um, the next day I I brought a, a, a like a rabbinical literature saying that it was um, it was scandalous for a man to be twenty and not married. Like that's the that's the mm-hmm. mindset of the Jews. It wasn't this. Oh, we're marrying forty year olds to like thirteen year olds, um, but in in like just to be completely have that completely rejected and act act like you're a bigot for um, and to not be taken seriously because you believe in the the biblical gospel. That's not every professor, but it's it's just when when you have a covenant like they have a covenant that says what it says, and then you have professors that are in high positions, the highest position of the teaching theology of the of the, the, um, the theology department to explicitly reject core fundamental Christian doctrines. That's, that's, it's, it's really hard to see that mm-hmm. and then take the covenant seriously and say like, what? Like the, like, 
I mean, just to reiterate, you have mm-hmm. a former principal promoting self fornication, and then ahead of, and then that same one saying, "We're not going to let anyone that doesn't believe in errancy," and then he's the one who promoted the the guy who doesn't believe in errancy to the head of the theology department. Sure. Like it's 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 let not. Me, uh, I'm not raging. I'm not stepping out of line to say that there is flagrant hypocrisy yeah. and grave non Christian heresy being um, uh, being uh, condoned here, and like that's. That sucks. I don't that, like saying that. It makes that, me sad. Not <laughs> yeah. only condoned, but like propagated. Yeah, I was going to use propagated, but I, I couldn't. I, I didn't know if that was a real word or not. <laughs> I almost said <laughs> pomegranate. Well, <laughs> I think I think that's part of it. Is we all we all wish that Bethel was more so that way, mm-hmm. and you know that's. I think that's why those conversations are important. Zach, I think <clears throat> you'll get a kick out of this verse that yeah. they cited. Um, on this the is covenant? this is first citing on the covenant. Um. Okay, let me read this. This is First Corinthians six, fourteen through fifteen, fourteen and fifteen. Um, this is why you shouldn't drink alcohol. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, and God raised the Lord, and will also raise us up by His power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? They use it for Never. alcohol. Yep. For alcohol. Yep. Yo, part of his body, the, the image of his body and his blood is bread and wine. <laughs> if we're part of the body of Christ, we're going to have some wine, yo. What? I mean, <laughs> what? Jesus, I, I didn't really know what to think about that, to be honest, for a while. <laughs> and I don't, I, yeah, I don't think, when it comes, I think we should live quiet and submissive yeah. and in peaceful lives. I think that we should, um, to the best of our abilities, you know, obey governing authorities. We should... That's that's an important thing, um, and so. And so I think that, um, you know, I shouldn't drink if I'm not 21. Yeah. But, just the idea, <laughs> the idea that if I'm a, yeah if I'm a part of the body of Christ that I can't do that, and then you read that his first miracle was making like gallons <laughs> upon gallons of good wine. Good wine. It just <laughs> yeah, it's like. I just, I just, now I kind of have a heart. I, I used to think God, Jesus was just too pious to drink. And I just, I just don't think that way anymore. I yeah. think that he, he engaged with the people that he was with mm-hmm. and he drank with sinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think he got drunk. I don't think he would ever, but I think that there's all, there's all kinds of verses like Proverbs and stuff that's about like, well, it says how it wine even, is good says, and stuff. It even says do not keep a strong drink from a one the one who's suffering mm-hmm. and talk about the marrying of the heart so the 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 i mean another verse that comes into importance here is that um there there is and this is this is probably hard for a lot of people but when you really think about it um legalism and and hedonism are honestly yeah um legalism and hedonism are honestly part of the same error of not taking God for his word and not seeing the good, the good in God behind his law giving. Mm. So, um, the, so in this case, they're, they're being pharisaical in the sense that they're making all these minor laws, things about like what you in, what you consume, even though Jesus says it's not what comes into you that defiles a person, but what comes out the actions, which is very telling when the thing that they die on, that they have big um, interventions for is the consumption of alcohol. But then they don't bat an eye when someone is living and giving themselves over to a homosexual lifestyle. And and by the way, we focus on that. I let's point up about yeah. how much fornication, like yeah. heterosexual fornication, goes on at Bethel. Like my 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 freshman year, a girl every single night was in the dorms with the guys breaking those rules. And like mm-hmm. like yes. that is that is something like 
I don't want to. Um, That's I, an expectation almost. Yeah. yeah. So like, I I think it is important to say this because yep. um, I don't. We're not just bashing homosexuality as if it's the worst thing. I am bashing drunkenness. I'm bashing um, all of the unrighteousness that goes on. Like the mm-hmm. the things like um, like and, and so it's just interesting that they target those things and then they don't really talk about. Um, they don't really talk about sexual purity here. Like yeah. when they did, it was all about how it's going to mess up future relationships. Not once did they talk about um, how it's a sin and how you're <laughs> like you're sinning against God who bought you. Um, David's response when he committed adultery with a woman and then killed the his, his friend was um, was that I've sinned against you and you alone, God, in Psalm 51. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's a tangent. But it is very telling that they focus on the consumption of um, illicit things and, and these certain like – Minor things, but then um, in terms of actually practicing on the on the covenant, they do a good job condemning everything equally, like it's Which on I think paper. Is good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I'm more talking about the spirit it of how be they enforced equally. Then exactly, like homosexuality is just as bad as, well, it's it's actually bad. Unlike drinking alcohol, which is praise in scripture, yeah. and like I think, and, and, yeah, I like I like what you brought up there because I kind of touches on like I think I'm not I I struggle at, at upholding the Sabbath. Uh, this is oh, something that I know very clear. I, I ref on <laughs> I ref on the side. Which the side. I was I was, I was I was reading articles on the Sabbath keeping. I'll send them some. Okay, nice. Later. Yeah, I'd appreciate it. But <laughs> Zach, it was always giving me crap because we go to the same church. He's like, "This is bad." And, it, and at first, I just thought it was like somewhat legalistic. And then you, you told me one day, you're like, "I was like going through a really rough patch, and I was struggling with depression, and my like." My spiritual health was like very bad because I went like almost over a month of just traveling a ton for soccer and not having much like fellowship at church. And Zach was like, well, the reason that God wants us to uphold the Sabbath, mm-hmm. it's not for him, it's for us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, and so well, I mean, it's like, it is for, it's for him, but like, like uh, Victoria sorry. Olstein. Um, sorry. Yeah, I know but what you like, mean. Yeah. But it's like, when you look at like sin, it's like, it's mm-hmm. not just, you can't do this because I said so. It's like these are things. The reason that these are sins, they're for our good. They're for our good. Yeah. Like these mm-hmm. are genuinely like to to not do those things. It's genuinely good and glorifying to God and and good for your your mental health to do those things. So the exactly. the, the covenant should really reflect that because then you get into that arbitrary like legalism where it's like who's the best at avoiding this thing that's not really bad but it's bad because I say mm-hmm. it's bad. Yeah, and it's like that's not that's not how God's law works. It, it's I mean, it's how God's law worked, yeah. in a sense, before Christ's second coming. But we're not, we're not a synagogue school. We're that, that's we're a Christian school. You know what I mean? Maybe, yeah, maybe that's not the argument to go. Um, okay, maybe not. Well, yeah, well, no, but I, I get so for the sake of what you're saying, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um. Yeah. Like so, it's not this. Um. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna. We, we have limited time, so I'm not gonna touch covenant theology. Yeah, I think so. I think we'll just kind of wrap it up. Kind of wrap it up here. I think. Just what do we, what are maybe hopes? You know, we talk about all this. What is maybe one hope for change in either Bethel overall or the covenant or et cetera? So just one quick thing, yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I think that it's um, unlikely that it's going to come from the top down. Um, yeah. I don't think there's going to be, I mean, so certainly. That's a good, that's so, a good word. so yeah, I mean, all out, um, a, a, a type of revival. I'm not a big fan of that. Like idea of how the we look at history, it gets a little overused. Yeah, the, for yeah sure. so revival. But the idea of um, and and I, I was actually really excited when I was um, hearing because I mean, Sam, you became a Christian um, shortly after coming to Bethel because you had Calvinist guys telling you the gospel and 
gang it up on you. This is like, um, I mean, it, it, that's not the experience. The experience I yeah. had is I got saved. I became a Calvinist and then I was surrounded and I was, I was a jerk when I was here. I, I really wish I could redo <laughs> yeah. my attitude, my tone mm. towards others. I was going to say, this is like the, like this, this is a rare occurrence. There are three Calvinists in the same room right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, but, um, but yeah, like true, a true, true um, a true reformation, if you will, maybe not revival, oh. but reformation. It's a good word. Um, some ad fontes. <laughs> Back to the source. Mm. Um, but the only hope for that is, I mean, it, it starts and it ends at the gospel. So the gospel being preached between um, your your uh, classmates, your um, your staff. Um, I mean, certainly speak up in class. Like I, I, there were times where I would just constantly interrupt class mm-hmm. and debate. But my my best moments were when it was an, it was an open invitation to say speak your mind. Don't be afraid to do that. Have have conversations yeah. with professors outside of the classroom, um, mm-hmm. and then talk to your co- um, classmates about gospel issues when you're in those classes where they come up. Um, so this isn't like oh you're an econ and I mean in my econ class I did have to have talk about theological stuff <laughs> because go. I had an econ professor say we praise Jesus too much and that was okay. Um, but the general hope is just yeah share the gospel with those around you. Um, um, Sam, you're on the Senate. Use that position mm-hmm. to to bring to shed light on gospel realities and truth and justice because um i mean in, in a sense this does this is a matter of justice not not justice in the sense of like oh something happened that wasn't punished but the 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 right operation and function of a world and the the governing of uh i mean this is a human institution so it's made up mm. of people so i think the only way to really um, bring change is to change minds to change change hearts mm. with the gospel and um i don't think the covenant is the most important part of it but I think yeah. um, I think a cleansing of faculty needs to happen. Um, if um, it, it, this is like if things really start get going and people are getting convicted in places of authority in the institution, um, but in general, I think it it needs to come to the gospel and, and a um, a new reformation of better theology, and um, just I mean it, it starts at the gospel. Like we're not mm-hmm. like I don't care. I mean I would like Bethel to be a Calvinist reformed institution but i would like to start with it being a gospel believing one that upholds yeah. truth about gender roles and identity mm-hmm. yeah um uh, so i mean yeah like i mean we didn't touch about that but the bible explicitly prohibits women pastors and the best arguments you got coming from bethel for women pastors is well god called me so it must be true it's like how do you know that that wasn't the mm-hmm. devil like how do you like you yeah. heard a still small that's, well, that's even just that life like, i feel that life that is sacred that life is sacred mm-hmm. and to actually really it. and really believing in enacting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think what you said, I think is the, the really main thing to, I think for us even, but for pe- the people that listen as well is just to mm-hmm. meditate on the fact that, yeah, it doesn't come from this top down. What are we waiting for? Yeah. Like it's really, yeah. it's really us in the way that we live our lives <laughs> and the, our persistence in the gospel of Christ that mm-hmm. matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and at, at worst, Sam could be like those prophets that were slayed by the Israelites. For his glory, Sam, bro. Yeah, Sam, you could be a martyr. You could be Bethel's first martyr. Dude, I've been bitten. I mean, you're... you're it, by, many, by, many a time It seems like you're well on your way to getting say, persecuted, so... Yeah, yeah, stay on hold for, yeah. at some point, a St. Olaf story. Oh. Did we oh. already do that? We, we went we into it a little yeah. bit. Well, I think, I think we'll, we'll leave you guys here. Oh, Sam has one last thought. Oh. Okay, idea. Sam, you go, bro. Really cool. I I didn't really have. It's I never like good when a Coddington speaks. Facts. Wait. Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I could say it remotely as good as you guys did. I think you guys hit the nail on that. I think 100. percent There needs to be like Christian love in the way we do it, and like nothing we say comes out of a 
like we're not here just like wanting to bash on the institution of Bethel for no reason. Like I talked about this before, Bethel's done mm-hmm. incredible things for my life. Mm-hmm. I became a Christian at Bethel. There's so much good and good that continues to happen that will happen. But it's like it's because <laughs> it's because of that love, that Christian love that you want to see it get better. And like yeah, I think this is something that can only come about through like fruitful conversations, mm-hmm. prayer 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 well and, and just things like that yeah just a general i mean all things will come and will align themselves like mm-hmm. i mean i mean at the end of the day bethel is not your guys's main it's not the world to you guys it's it's a temporary i'm gonna be gone in yeah years, so you know? it's it's not the the, the only way if, if change does happen it's not going to be because you're that you've set in your mind that this is the only thing in my life that i've set my goal on it's you have a genuine and burning desire to glorify christ mm-hmm. and that will shine through in all your classes mm-hmm. how you do your work um, and how that impacts professors that are believing weird stuff and um, coworkers and like yeah and like and don't don't neglect the fact that there are tons of professors that are dis like they're not happy with the way Bethel is. Yeah, like I mean, there, I have, there are I have, professors that do not like the fact that there are women. I have <laughs> professors, I have professors like, like that too, and they're like, it's like they're here because they care about you. Yeah, and, and they, they care to, about that, and it's like if we're here, you know, quote unquote, stuck at Bethel. We should be that to other students and the professors even. You know what I mean? I, I want to get one last thing here. I'm not going to name names. What did I say? I said one thing. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I'm just kidding. You can say <laughs> Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> 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 he totally <laughs> fell for it. I'm just trying to respect you guys. No, dude, I appreciate no, that. I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate uh, that for no, sure. Um, <laughs> so I'm not going to name names, but there was, and I don't even know if he's still here, but there was a professor that I grew close to, um, and I, I was talking to him. He kind of... Um, the, the way the way I put it is that he he came he told me a story where he came to Bethel expecting to have um, he came to Bethel expecting to have um, fellowship with the other professors mm. in his department and to have really great unity and he was telling me how like the first six months were hard for him because he was just realizing like no I don't like some of these people who are teaching theology even they're not they're not brothers they're not brothers in the faith they're, they're actively mm. working he didn't say I'm I'm Embelli- yeah. I'm not embellishing I'm just kind of what you putting heard. meaning into it yeah because um, he was talking about how he's just disheartened and he realized like no I'm here for the students I'm here to mm. teach the truth and like one of my favorite classes I'm not going to get into names again I'll, I'll name Gary Long because he is a false teacher and he needs to be named out because he has a he's a position of prominence and he is actively seeking the I mean the slander of God's name but um I went to his prof- his class where he was talking about how um, the Bible's not clear on whether homosexuality is a sin, and um, Joseph was a rapist, pedophile, and then mm-hmm. um, and then I go from that class to a class with this professor, and um, I'm not even getting into the topic of what the class was about, but he goes in there. I'm sitting with one of my colleagues friends, and this guy, the professor's an Arminian, and so we've mm-hmm. we've had debates about that, but I still count him a dear brother in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just like had his hand slam it into his fist. He was talking about Romans three, and he was like, "God requires punishment and justice. He must punish Jesus no. on the cross to pay for sin. He had to pour his wrath out, and that is how we are right with God." And like he mm-hmm. was just like hammering it out, and he was just yeah. like he was passionately like, "This is how you're saved by Jesus bearing the wrath for your sin and raising him from the dead for your righteousness." And it was like that mm-hmm. was like there are professors like that. Don't neglect them. Find them yeah. out. Share your struggles with the with the school with them, encourage them to to keep to mm. stay here because I feel like it's easier for conservatives to leave a liberal school than liberals to, or then then for conservatives to come to a liberal school, mm-hmm. like it's it's harder to add on than it is to take away. Yeah, sure. But yeah, that's that fight, was one last thought. Just, fight the good fight. Yeah.
I think. Make Bethel great well, again. Awesome. Make Bethel great. No, I'm not trying to associate. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Zach, thanks for coming on, bro. Um, Pleasure. Like we said, we're going to, we talked about this. We're going to leave uh, the podcast with some bars. Mm. And uh, almost forgot. How are we going to do this? Uh, I'll, well, I'll do it, it in post, bro. Don't, okay. don't even worry. So don't you just, cool. you just say the goodbye. It. You just say the thing. Okay. Well, guys, we'll it's it been happen. episode six of Anti Volley. Thanks for listening. Nice weed mug. That's right. Yeah. What is it? Pineapple what? Pineapple weed. What? Well, there's like a strain that's called pineapple something. All right, it's time to wrap up about God. Stop talking about weed. Time for retro. I write for the veiled hearts, impaled with darts, dark with malice To quench the parched chalice with living water from God's palace To bring truth to where it's most needed, and most needed From those close to Eden to those who boast heathen Preaching that ghost breed toast to the Son of God Our nation's under frauds, busy serving other gods Living wrong in his world, we fight for false rights You think it's odd when like lightning, his rod strikes Crying out, universe, I thought I served you well That's when God responds, nah, you served yourselves To burn in hell is what our actions deserves When faced with facts, we still think that his wrath is absurd But all our best humanitarian efforts are dead works You can never bury your dead's curse, it gets worse Judgment's coming, no running, no hiding from it Messiah deny is punished by fire, let's stay repent first